Blog Talk Radio. You can never know what it's like. You blood like a winter freezes just like ice. And there's a cold and lonely light that shines from you. You will wander like the wreck you hide behind that mess you do. And if you think this fool could never win, well, look at me, I'm the common You gotta take a lot, then a self away. And if you need to know why I'm still standing, you just say. Don't you know Salutations. And we have the owner of the best independent theater in Knoxville, William Mahaffey. Hey, thanks for having me. And I know it's been hard. What do you think, uh, Gene, our guest, complained about, about the bigger theaters? Complaining about how this one month is going to destroy them. AMC is going to be destroyed by being shut down by one month. What do I think about that? Yeah, the big theater is going, oh, this is going to kill us. Well, I guess AMC um, were already, like, pretty heavily in debt. So I think that's why they're saying that. But, uh... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's probably harder for, you know, small theaters like us, but we've been lucky because we've had, you know, the, the industry's kind of come together and supported theaters like ours and, uh, Criterion and Janet Films raised money to give grants and we were lucky enough to be one of the theaters that got a grant and, um, the uh, the CARES Act, we've got some benefits through that. So it's been tough, but we've luckily, you know, gotten help. And presumably, as long as, you know, this doesn't go on for too long, um, we're optimistic about um, how things are going to be once we reopen. Yeah. I think it's funny, the big theaters are also complaining, oh, there's going to be nothing but old movies to show when we open up. And the little guys like you are like, mm, business as usual. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the only time I really been to this movie, the movies this year, anything that drug me out was seeing uh, when you had the double feature of uh, the nice configuration in Kathy's Curse. <laughs> That's a good double feature. Oh, more people should have went out and seen the nice configuration. Damn it, that movie is just excellent. Yeah, it's a great movie. I actually just watched that for the first time not long before we showed it, and it blew me away. Yeah. That is definitely... Well, the ones you've had on the virtual screenings, explain to uh, the listeners who want to know what are the virtual screenings and how can they use them to support whatever local theater they have. Uh, yeah, so that's another way that uh, a lot of people have come together to support each other. So uh, a lot of indie com- distribution companies like Oscilloscope and Film Movement and Fangoria Films have uh, put uh, movies up. It's sort of like they're on VOD, but they're calling it virtual screenings or virtual theater and uh, they basically make a little mini web page for your theater and give you a link, and then your patrons can go to that link, and when they purchase or rental of that film, then half of the profits go to the theater. And there are all sorts of independent theaters all over the country partic- participating in this. So if you're listening and you're not from Knoxville, but you have a theater near you that you'd like to support, there's a good chance they're doing it. So, you know, check with your local theater and see if um, there's a way you can help them. But for us, we have all of the ways that you can help on our website. If you go to centralcinema865.com, like currently we, we have four virtual screenings available, and they're the first thing you see. But if you're not interested in any of those movies, um, we've also finally got a web store up, and uh, you can purchase merchandise there, and we've got a, a link to donate through PayPal. And their web store has the best Nick Cage shirt ever. <laughs> it is pretty sweet. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and uh, in has- New York, where I am, uh, we're get, uh, the Film Forum and several uh, the IFC and that are also doing that, but basically they're doing it on their own. They're not hooking up with mm-hmm. anyone else because they get all these grants and so on and so forth. Uh, but there, there's all of that that's happening too. Uh, and then what you were describing, uh, William, um, that is also happening to some of the smaller theaters here in the city. So, again, you know, definitely recommend that uh, people check out their independent cinemas in their own towns, and I'm sure they'll be able to support them in some way or other, and please do. No questions about it. Yeah, yeah totally. I'm uh... – I think that being a smaller theater has made it easier than if we were running something like Regal, you know, to be able to come up with ways to have people support us because I guess when you're with a company like Regal or AMC or something, it's such a huge company that ideas like we've had or like these other companies have had it takes a lot more people to look at and a lot more work to get them approved and stuff. Whereas, you know, we just, we've been meaning to make a web store. And as soon as this happened, like we just focused and got the web store up and 
we were selling stuff, you know, within a couple of days of being closed down. And, and then like, you know, these indie distributors came up with this idea for virtual screenings and all the indie theaters hopped on it where I haven't seen where any Regals or AMCs have done that. Um, no, because they want the so big. That, that's definitely a benefit. What was that? They want the big movies. Yeah. Yeah, but really we're interested to see what they do when. Did show, I think it's gone now, the best movie that, well, Carl bragged about it when he uh, seen it. What was it, Carl? The one with Udo Kier? Baccarat. Yeah, Baccarat. Yeah. That was our first one. It's freaking awesome. If you have not seen that movie, you need to see it. No doubt. Yeah, there's been some great movies um, that have been made available for virtual screenings. Uh, So that's been really cool to have that as an option. Like, we have Extraordinary right now, which is kind of like a horror comedy with Will Forte in it, and... It was something I tried to get for Knoxville Horror Film Fest last year, but wasn't able to. So I've been looking forward to seeing that one. And uh, I was happy that we were able to do a virtual screening of it. Yeah, and you have a documentary on gerrymanding. Yeah. Yeah, that one just started on Friday. That one in Whistler's just started on Friday. They're from Magnolia Pictures. Yeah, I saw... uh... I saw a uh, 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 trailer on the Whistlers that looked really, really good. Romanian film. Yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten to watch yeah. that one yet, but uh, it looks really good. And you have the hardest to recommend uh, someone without getting into an awkward conversation that's ever come out <laughs> in the past five years. Yeah, it's hard to... I want to watch a new film horror film. Watch porno. Night. Porno. What? Oh no, 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 not that. <laughs> that one was especially hard to web search because when we had it at the festival, you know, it only played a few festivals, so there wasn't a ton of info. So it was hard figuring out the uh, the right words to include in the search of that. But I think if you search porno and Fangoria, that that. Is pretty pretty safe to search now, but we have yeah. a link directly on our page if you don't want to Google porno. And it's hilarious. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, do you have any titles that's upcoming? Um, we've got a few that we have our eyes on. Uh. I, I can't even think of them off the top of my head. I've got a list down somewhere. I'll try to find that while we're talking. But um, there's so many available, and uh, they, you know, they, a lot of companies are jumping on. Like, so it's, it's almost hard to keep up with how many new ones are coming up. But um, I, I, what I'd like to do is, you know, we work with Kino a lot, and um, you can also get some of their repertory stuff. And there's a few films on there I'd like to do, like uh, The Quiet Earth and um, another one. There's another movie that I've really wanted to see for a long time on Kino's site. I'll figure out what it is. But I'd like to do that because, you know, that's the thing that we do at Central Cinema is, like, 
you probably have more repertory than um, new film, so I'd like to be able to do that. I wish we have a little bit. We had Mephisto as one of the the virtual screenings, but you know, more like um, I'd like to be able to do stuff that I'd planned to do at the theater too. If that makes sense. Well, your theater is very eclectic. Like even Carl is surprised at <laughs> the kind of mix that you have, aren't you, Carl? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I wish uh, you know more theaters were like that in in, in the smaller uh, cities and such. I mean, being here in New York, you know, uh, you get spoiled. But you know what? You're spoiling oh, yeah. the people in Knoxville, and that's an awesome thing to do. Oh, well, good it Lord, really yeah. is. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. I'd say a lot of the films you're seeing, though, that are, you know, more esoteric, those are probably the ones that have, like, three or four people at them. But, you know, we're trying, and there's... We've had a lot of... I I was very surprised early on with the crowds we would get out for some of the the weirder things we showed. Like, we showed The Visitor and Miss 45 pretty early on, and those are, you know, only... I feel like they're kind of like movies that cinephiles know and not that many other people know a whole lot about, but both of those had really good attendance, and it's cool to see people coming out to, you know, weird little exploitation movies like Miss 45. Yeah, and you can't, how can you not like a film that's got Django Jesus in it? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, Space people Jesus usually go out awesome. I mean, even their kid films that they show is great. Let's see, uh, Hocus Pocus on Halloween. Uh, they showed uh, a Looney Tunes marathon, uh, the Peanut Butter Solution, uh, just all across the board and just great family films that have aged well. And you probably watch The Death on Netflix if you're uh, under 20. But you never did get to see on the big screen. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. You you run into that. Yeah, One of the things I did uh, late last year was for the first time I I saw Halloween three on the big screen. Uh, and and so if you get those those chances, I mean, we we were talking to George yesterday, or or you know last week. Uh, and when they do the drive-in and you see all the nasty films or that sort of thing, you know, if, if you have any interest at all, you need to, to take advantage of that opportunity. You know, and that's what you guys do at, at Central. You give people opportunity, you know, and, and, and that's a wonderful thing. Well, thank you. We try. You do better than try. The Martial Arts Theater at the first of the month, uh, the Knoxville Horror Fest. Sometimes you put new stuff, and then sometimes you throw in bizarre color balls like Kathy's Curse. <laughs> you know, one of our coolest Knoxville, so yeah, every month we have different themes. Like you mentioned, Martial Arts Night, and there's a Horror Fest Night. But the last one we got to do was, uh, it was one of the last screens we did. We had Vinegar Syndrome. They were kind of traveling around and they came and set up in our lounge and sold stuff and we did a double feature of Tammy and the T-Rex and Spookies and uh, that was a really awesome night. Uh, I'm glad that we we managed to get that one in before we had to shut down. 
And it's the R rating. Yeah, that one scares me a bit. Tammy and the T Rex, oh, for God's sake. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah, that one too. Yeah, I love that one. It's ridiculous. I think the best of the weird ones that you showed besides Kuso, which I love just because the audience got destroyed, was is probably uh, Spookies, which I didn't get to see on the big screen, and Blood Lake. God, that one was epic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was wanting to do that one again sometime in the summer. I, you know, we've had a, I've had a lot of ideas for stuff coming up, and kind of like right now I'm not even really trying to – we are planning for, because we probably will be opening up at least in June, probably in May, we're, we're going to try to do maybe some drive-in screenings. But, um, yeah, I wanted to do like a summer series and do Blood Lake in there and maybe do the Burbs, uh, you know, some stuff that we didn't get around to last year. We've had a lot of people mention that much they love Blood Lake, so I think that that would be fun to revisit. Yeah, Carl, that has the best reason for a murder ever in a movie. Okay. You'll have they to tell me off, off, off the record. It's On the record, it's they bought the guy's house from him, but they just didn't pay him for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's exactly what they say <laughs> in the movie, isn't it, William? <laughs> yeah, that, that was a pretty crazy movie. Not a lot of logic going on in it. There's a lot of jet skiing so, now. So, oh, so William, the one thing I, I did, you, jet skiing. Okay, so that? William, I, I I just wanted to do a little more and ask you a little something. You're going to be reopening late May, you know, June. What plans and how do you how do you see the reopening happening? Are you going to limit uh, 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 people coming in, or, or how are you how are you looking to to reopen and, and, and that sort of thing? What what are the plans there? Well, um, we'd already you know when when it when we, before we shut down we we limited capacity, um, but the week I think it was like on a Monday we announced that we were only allowing like fifty percent of people. And then the next day we cut it down to forty percent. But we also had we had three um, partner screenings that week, and they all canceled. So we just decided to just go ahead and shut down. But we kind of already started doing some of the stuff that we'll be doing when we reopen. But yeah, we'll be limiting seating capacity to fifty percent tops, maybe less, because we're going to go in the theater and kind of measure out six feet and you know try to make it to where nobody is sitting within six feet of each other and spread it out. Um, we're also going to have, uh, you know, we've got sanitizer available and might be doing how we serve concessions a little bit diff- differently, you know, probably take, you know, we have like salt and stuff out. We probably take that behind the counter so people can't handle it. And, uh, you know, probably having masks, um, Cage Nick Cage mask. doing as much as we can that we can afford. What was that? Nick Cage masks and Central Cinema masks. So that's one thing that I would like to do, actually, is I talked about um, us doing some masks that we could sell. Because um, one of the one of the companies 
or a, a business in Knoxville that used to do all of our T-shirts. They're called Classic Illustrations. I know that they had they were donating. They took a bunch of their extra inventory and turned it into masks and donated it to to um, you know local hospitals. So uh, we were thinking about contacting them or or you know one of the other places that we work with and maybe doing some custom masks and they could be like movie themed or something like that. Um, but before we open fully, like we're kind of trying right now to figure out how we could do drive-in screenings because we have a couple of parking lots behind us. We're just kind of trying to work out the logistics of it and uh, figure out the equipment we need. But uh, we're hoping to at least make that happen once in May and maybe make that something that we do regularly so that, you know, because we, we feel like, if we do open in June, you know, probably a lot of people still are, are going to be careful and not and not be going out in public as much, which is probably smart. Um, but we figure if we have a drive-in option on a regular basis, and that gives them a way that they can go to the movies and they're in their car and they can put in their order and, you know, we can just bring it out to them and set it on their car or whatever they want and it'll limit their contact with other people, but they can still come and see a movie at yeah. a theater. William, I have a outdoor projector, and I, and I usually, you can hook up a computer to it. So all you need is mm-hmm. an outdoor projector, maybe a white sheet or something just to project it on. That way you could, like, take the digital stuff that you get and usually transport to the digital projector and then transport it to an outdoor one. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we, we were looking at, at that. We've got a we've got a backup projector that we were going to use. We were just kind of trying to figure out the best place behind us to do it. But hopefully we'll have all that figured out, and then uh, sometime in May we'll be announcing that. And uh, also hopefully... You know, we do. We partner with this Park Imes Nature Center, and we had all, that lineup all set uh, for the summer. But it, you know, obviously because this happened, we had to drop a couple films, and we we're trying to figure out when we're gonna do it because the first one was scheduled for May 21st, uh, but that won't be happening. But we're probably still gonna start that up in June, so that's something else to look forward to. And just but yeah, those are some of the ideas we have. He's uh, failing to help uh, fund the theater, right? Oh, Jessica's art. Yeah. Is that where you? Yeah, yeah. She sold about uh, six paintings so far. She still has quite a few left. Um, and you can if you check out our social media, like on Instagram or Facebook, and. Uh, one of the most recent posts is about her art. But, yeah, she's selling, she paints, and she's got a lot of really awesome paintings, and she's been doing new ones just for this, and um, half of the money she makes from that, she's given to the theater. Yeah, because... So that's another way. Because all you people, all those people in Knoxville who like the weird stuff, they have done nothing but just give to us since about since the early 2000s I can still remember going to see uh, John dies at the end and just like 
wow, I will never get to see anything like this on the big screen if it wasn't for <laughs> you guys. Yeah, that's what we're here for, to bring the weird stuff to Knoxville. Well, even the artier stuff, that is stuff that most theaters like. Try to get to downtown West to tackle some of the re-releases that you guys have tackled. Yeah, I don't know. If, uh, I, I I bet they probably will be. That'll be something they do when they reopen. But I don't think you'll see some of the stuff that we do at 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 a Regal, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean they wouldn't show Kuzo? I'm shocked. <laughs> well, they showed it when I uh, screened it there, so I guess they technically did. <laughs> <laughs> They probably didn't want. They probably didn't know what it was. Oh, Kuso! Oh, that sounds like some gentle little film. What? Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I've definitely that's... been worried there before. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I must bow down to your greatness, William, because yeah. Kuso was fucking amazing. Seriously. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. Do you ever have to pre-screen the movies that you show for them, or are they just like, okay, you've paid, you got the theater? No, I mean they never ask about content. I don't. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I imagine if they saw something questionable, they might do something. They actually, and some of the employees there do help screen some of the films, not because they want to check for content. They just do it to help us out because, uh, you know, we have so many and we want to check everything to make sure that it's playing. So if uh, any of the employees at Downtown West are interested, they will sometimes watch some of the features or shorts for us to help us out. But they're really good to work with. They're uh, very helpful. And i like to give a short list of great horror films that I, I pretty much gave this to Carl, that mm-hmm. Central showed last year that's on uh, Shutter Night. Well, that Central and the Knoxville Horror Fest has shown that you need to see that semi-new on Shudder, and that's uh, uh, Lose. Daniel Isn't Real. Tigers Are Not Afraid. Knife Plus Heart. I'm sure there's some more on there. What? There's a, every time I look at Shutter, it always kind of is, I don't know, shocking that I go through there. I'm like, oh, showed that, showed that, showed that. Uh, they really have a good collection. Yeah. Well, that shows you hey. how far ahead of the curve you are. I mean, seriously, your eye, and, I'm, you know, you were talking about going through the films. And I'm sure you're looking not only that the films, you know, play well and so on and so forth, but content and what you think is a good film. You have, you have damn good taste, my friend. Uh, well, thank you. He has a 99% batting average, and let's not get into the other 1%. <laughs> yeah, I know Christmas. what one that is. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Lose is great, and I know how much you love Daniel isn't real, Carl. Oh my God, I love that movie. Look yeah, me that. too. That was probably my favorite that we screened last year. 
The only one I regret missing from last year is VFW. I was, I missed that twice to get to see that one on the big screen. Yeah, that one's a lot of fun. That one played really well to the, to the audience too. People had a lot of fun with it. And he and I don't know if he did it last year, but the two years I went, he tried slipping something very bizarre in, like. Uh, Two years ago, Carl, he slipped in something that was called uh, Porn Without Porn. Okay. <laughs> smut Without Smut. Yeah, Smut Without Smut. It was a lot oh, of uh, something weird, dirty movies without the dirty stuff cut out. <laughs> oh, it oh, was hilarious. Like they had The Geek, which if you haven't seen The Geek, look it up. Or find it. It's it's an epic Bigfoot movie. <laughs> okay. You got a great I, I that that was a fun thing. Thing, don't you, William? The geek. <laughs> I haven't seen the whole film, just you know bits and pieces. But uh, yeah, that's one of those. Uh, actually, uh, uh, the smut without smut is um, a lot of that is something weird and vinegar syndrome like horror-themed porn. Like you said, it has all the actual nudity and hardcore cut out of it, so it's just the, like, weird, bad plots all put together, and it's a lot of fun. But AGFA, uh, that's the American Genre Film Archive, they're doing a lot of other mixtapes like that. And, you know, because right now, since all the theaters are closed, they're hurting, too, because they don't have people to, you know, book films to them, and that, so they're not making money, and they're just a nonprofit and you know, they work off donations and stuff a lot. So they're doing these mixtapes, and you can rent them through Agfa's site. And uh, they're, I believe they're only a dollar, but they're mostly, like, horror-themed, just mixes of, of weird movies. And uh, so that if you're looking to help out, you know, people in the film industry or independent film, and Agfa, I feel like, are a really – they're a huge benefit to us because a lot of the movies that we show – Central Cinema and at Knoxville Horror Film Fest, we wouldn't be able to show if it wasn't for them preserving these films and making them available easily to theaters like ours. So uh, definitely look them up if you like weird, like horror and exploitation and stuff along those lines. You need to get God Monster of Indian Flats for next year's Knoxville Horror Fest. We showed that. Not at the Horror Fest, but uh, actually oh. a year ago we did a we did a in May of last year. We did we, uh, a theme thing called Mayas for Monsters, and just showed a ton of monster movies. Oh, and on Mondays we would we would do five dollar movies, and we did God Monster as one of those. Have you seen nice. that one called God Monster of Indian Flats? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have absolutely. That's the best movie with a guy wearing an actual sheepskin trying to pretend to be a monster movie ever. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a stuff. weird movie. I'm, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and when it comes up next Halloween, people complain we're going to do a Knoxville. Come to the Knoxville Horror Fest. It's always fun. It is a lot of fun. I'm hoping that Things don't get affected this year by uh, by the pandemic. 
Uh, it's hard to say at this point. It seems like maybe we'll be okay, but um, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's hard to see in the future with the way the world is right now, though. Yeah. I mean, if you go there, you'll actually get to meet and hang with some of the film directors in the movies you watch. Yes. We've been having a lot more directors come out the last couple of years, and, you know, we had Shockwaves out, and uh, I think people enjoyed that. A lot of people got to hang out with them, and that was a fun addition to the festival. And maybe Jill G and Jill Desarian will have her film ready by the time of the fest? Yeah, I'm hoping that she'll get it done. I know that, I think she has a rough cut. I haven't seen it, but, uh, I'm sure she's working hard on it, so I'm hoping that she'll have that ready. Yeah, I mean, there's so many great people that I really met. Jill, uh, the guy who directed William. Oh, yeah, Brian, oh huh? I love William. I want to sit in his seat when I come down. <laughs> you know, Brian, uh, actually, we're working on a film with Brian. Uh, Brian he came up with the idea to do uh, a, a project that all of his friends could work on together remotely. So he's doing, it's called Quarantine. And um, I don't know if you've ever heard of these films. I'm sure you guys know. I'm like, uh, they're called Exquisite Corpse, Exquisite Corpses. And it's basically where you take a, a project and uh, divide it up and let, let different artists or different filmmakers do pieces of it. And they did this, there was like, the, they did Star Wars versions where a bunch of filmmakers each did like 30 seconds or, or more, somewhere around there. They each took a scene, and there's a RoboCop one called Our RoboCop Remake where each filmmaker took a scene and remade it their own way. So we're doing that right now with Frankenstein. It's not like a direct remake because it's only going to be like probably like 12 or 15 minutes long, but uh, uh, Jessica and I are doing one, and... Um, a bunch of other filmmaking friends of Brian's are doing them. I think there's probably about 12 or 14 different filmmakers working on it. And we're wrapping it up this week, and they're all due May 1st, and then Brian is going to edit it all together into a, one film. And uh, he's, he's planning on submitting it to some festivals, and I'm sure we'll definitely show it at the Horror Fest. Uh, but, you know, I'm really excited you know, about that. Once all of these piecemeal films that are being made right now start coming out. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other ones, too. It is exciting. It's a different way to, to make a movie. Yeah, and that's why I love the independent scene. The independent does, scene doesn't die. It innovates. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. We're all we're able to work with all these people, even though you know we're basically just doing it from our house. But uh, you know, you can still make art that way. It's, that's oh, absolutely! An exciting way to do it. You'll yeah, have to have Brian on to talk to him about that. Yeah. But yeah, once it opens up, if you haven't gone there before, please go to Central. It's it's just a great place, and you never know what you're going to get. Well, you know what you'll get, but you'll never know 
what you're going to get. They show documentaries. They have skate, right, where they just show skate videos. It's never boring. Okay, that's sort of interesting. But yeah, that's oh, not my baby. My partner, Logan, is one of my partners is in the really into skateboarding and um he ha- and we had a lot of people asking if we would ever show skate videos so he came up with that idea and kind of a more open screening or they hook a VCR up and so people can bring in tapes or uh they have they, we have like a TV set up in the lounge and he'll put Tony Hawk on it and people can play Tony Hawk uh and go back and forth from watching skate videos and stuff it's a it's a fun little setup we have for that yeah. And there's, uh, and you usually have tape trading night once a month. Yeah, that was one that, that was our new series this year. We've been doing VHS swaps. Uh, this uh, group called Dismembers Only had asked about doing a uh, tape swaps, and we did a couple last year. We did one during the horror fest, and then uh, I decided to make it a regular series, a monthly series, and uh, we kicked it off this year with. I think Sledgehammer was our first movie. Yeah, Sledgehammer, No Things. (laughs) Yeah, Things was the last one we did. And they had, unfortunately, they had a, there's a a place in Maryville here, a bookstore, and they have a a video store called The Dungeon. And uh, they were going to do a big tape swap, and they had a bunch of people coming from out of town, and we were going to do the tape swap at their location, and then everybody was going to come over to Central, and um, we were going to show a movie. But, yeah, unfortunately, that had to get canceled. Actually, I think we were going to do Blood Lake then. That's right. But uh, we'll definitely reschedule that later in the once we're open. But, uh, yeah, the tape swap thing is really fun. And the Cannibal Holocaust screening is going to be rescheduled too, right? That's right. Yeah, I, I was. I, I, I'm glad that we canceled. They actually wanted to cancel, but uh, I thought it would have been kind of cool if the last movie we showed was Cannibal Holocaust because the way things were going, it looked like we were going to do that and then we were going to close. Uh, so I thought that would be kind of fun to say that you know Cannibal Holocaust. Hannibal, yeah. Cannibal Holocaust shut us down, but uh, it's better that we just wait until we can have a good crowd for that one. And that's going to be a there's going to be a podcast with that too. Yeah. Oh, I know how you could have ended it too. Have someone at the end of the screening walk up the front in a police outfit and hand you like his thing saying, "This theater is ordered shut down for showing obscene material." <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> but maybe and we can. Every year, and I'm going to ask you again: When are you going to show Joe Dworsky? When are you going to show Joe Dworsky? When are you going to show Joe Dworsky? <laughs> well, would you stop uh, asking? <laughs> <laughs> We've definitely talked about it. Um, originally, one of my first ideas for like a series I wanted to do was something called The History of Midnight. And we were going to do midnight movies and show, you know, there's considered like six or seven movies that started the midnight craze. And El Topo was the first, kind of the first one. So we were going to start it off with that. 
but midnight movies don't do that well, unfortunately, because uh, I guess most most of our clientele are probably you know working now and older, and and yeah. I mean I'm none of us are that old, but I'm old enough to where like a midnight movie makes me exhausted. So I understand, but we probably will do it eventually, even if you know it's the history of midnights, but the movies start at 10 p.m. Uh, but I, yeah, we definitely want to get some Jodorowsky in before too long. Yeah, the ones that I know and, are the history. The big ones would probably be, uh, well, El Topo, uh, The Harder They Come, uh, Harold and Maude, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Pink Flamingos, and Eraserhead. Yeah, those were the, all on the list for sure. Um well, probably for for Jodorowsky, like we have uh, Senesandra is one that we can get through Agfa, and we've almost done that one several times already. So that might be the first Jodorowsky that we'll have, which I think that's one of his his best films. But uh, but yeah, not and, and, um, a lot of the films that if people have looked at our schedule or calendar before we close. A lot of those films that we had scheduled that we had to cancel will be shown. Um, like we ha- we were going to do a double feature of Marx Brothers movies. Uh, we'll we'll be rescheduling that, and uh, a lot of the repertory stuff that we had lined up for the end of March, uh, we intended to bring back. I don't know if we'll, that'll be what we open back up with, but we'll definitely still be showing the Marx Brothers films and you know, some of the other stuff that we had scheduled. Will Kelly be coming back? Yeah, for sure. Unless she tells us otherwise, but um, we'll definitely plan on continuing doing the silence. I'm sure she still wants to do it. Yeah, how many repertory theaters in uh, New York City, Carl, do you have that have a monthly silent film series? Um... Actually, the only one I know of is uh, the is Momi, which is the Museum of, of the Moving Image, uh, and they, Are they have. Are they curated a, by a Bram Stoker nominated author and a known expert in the silent film field? Actually, many of them are. It's not Kelly, uh, uh, but many of them are. I mean, this is New York City, okay? So trust me, they I'm have some of the best people. I'm talking about silent film series. That's what I'm talking about. Well, no, Kelly's the only one that matters, so you're wrong. Because <laughs> she's ours well, and not Well, I love her dearly, okay? She's been on the show. Yeah, Kelly's great. Yeah, and the company, I'm sure there are other good programmers out there, too, but she's ours, so... Um, and that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, that's a popular series, too. We're really happy to have her doing that. Yeah, I am just... I mean, I was worried for a bit, because when it first happened, y'all was a little bit depressed about this. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty frightening when you, you know, you start a business and you know, you haven't even been open two years, and you're just kind of starting to 
really build a, a, a you know audience and starting to spread the word more and more people were finding out about us and all of a sudden you have to shut down. Uh, it was it was very worrisome at first, uh, but like I said, you know the film community has really come together and supported each other and you know tried to make sure that the art houses survive. And I'm hoping you know that hoping that's the case everywhere. I mean I feel like it is. I'm sure the a lot of the theaters in New York it's probably even harder for them than us just because rent is so expensive. Oh, it's there. awful. It's awful when yeah. you when you get all that together and the rent and and everything. It's just horrific what they're going through. There's so many businesses, and we're not just talking theaters here, but we're talking yeah. restaurants that that are not going to come back. Uh, yeah, I seriously. saw that the um, um, it's it's, it's rough. Citizens Brigade yeah. Theater shut down. And plus, and how many theaters it. can say because of a special benefit they uh, held that someone has a new baby because of it? I don't think many can say that. Nope. Very true. Yeah. You really accomplished a lot. I mean, all the people that were able to rent your theater and show movies. And, of course, the rabid fan at Knoxville Horror Fest. It's getting so where that one's sold out every year. Yeah, it's definitely grown a lot the last two years. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, things are able to return to normal so we can continue uh, growing it like we had the last couple of years. Again, that's, you know, we'll have to wait a little bit and see how things are going in a few months. But regardless of what happens, if uh, the festival's like maybe pared down a little bit just because of everything that's going on, we'll still come up with a cool festival. I've got uh, a really good idea for something I want to do probably this year. And uh, I'm not going to say anything about it because I'll jinx it. But uh, it's, it's something really different than we've ever done before. And it's something I've wanted to do for a long time, and I think it'll be really cool uh, if it's able to come together. So that's something to look forward to. Well, you can say that very much about every year you've done the Knoxville Horror Fest. Every year, there's usually like a different mix. Like uh, one year you had a Haosu. Yeah, we had Haosu and Furia the same year. Odd movies. And then there's that one year you had that documentary, Fury of the Demon, as it's called nowadays. Yeah, that was a that was a cool one. I always try to throw in little, like you know, something that's kind of different than everything else. Like, uh, like this year or last year, a one that I thought was really different, which is going to be on Shutter pretty soon. Is uh, it's scored by Carpenter Brute, um, and it's a sh- it's a sh- going to be a Shutter original thing. But we lined that up early for last year. Uh, that's definitely a cool film, and it was very different than stuff we'd shown before. 
And uh, Shudder's going to have Blood Machines on finally. Oh, yeah, I didn't say the title, Blood Machines. Yeah, that's, that's oh, the one that Carpenter Brute did this soundtrack for. But I thought that was a little different than stuff that we usually show, but it's a really cool movie. And, of course, the short films. Yeah, we had some awesome shorts last year. Yeah. If there's any reason to go to Knoxville Horror Film, it's the movies are there, yeah, but all the great short films. That are nearly that are hard to find online. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's one thing. You know, some of the features we get are um, sometimes it takes a while for them to be able to be seen. But especially the shorts, like you never know if you'll be able to even see those online. Like there's still shorts that we've shown years ago that people message me and say like, "Hey, is this online? Like, I'd like to watch it." And uh, you know, nine times out of ten, the answer is no. Or, and you can you can never find that film again. So, that's one thing that's good about film festivals is when you go, is you know, try to find, try to see as much as you can because there's a good chance that you'll never see that again, and you'll definitely never see most of it in a theater again. That's for sure. Yeah, like uh, Carl's a big Cronenberg fan, and I definitely want to do on the show sometime uh, the late night, KSP late night movie. Uh, what is it? Sissy Fuss is what? That's the hardest part about me finding oh, it. Oh, um, title. When Sisera Stirs. Yeah, When Sisera Stirs. Oh, yeah, that, okay. That's one of my favorites. I don't know. Of course, I don't know the short, but yeah, I, I, I'd i be willing to see it, no question. That's a very Kronbergian body horror short, isn't it, William? Yeah, and that's a, that filmmaker is great. That's Anthony Cousins, and uh, he did the the Ballad of... Ballad of Scrub... The Bloody Ballad of, uh, of Squirt Reynolds. We played that oh, not last Reynolds, year, but the year yeah. before. Imagine a serial killer going around in the seventies, uh, Burt Reynolds mask, Carl. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> oh, that one's a lot of fun. He brought the mask uh to the screening too, so he was hanging around taking pictures with everybody wearing the mask. And he has a segment in an anthology that's coming out called Scare Package, uh, that looks really cool. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, if you like uh, his other stuff, definitely keep an eye out for that. And the other great ones that came out, of course, uh, well, just look up Brian Lenano and see what you can. And if it, you have to buy it, buy it. Uh, mm-hmm. Hand, great. Uh, the Duke William films, great. BFF Girls, great. I don't think he's made a bad short. No, he, I don't think he has either. And he's got... Uh, he did a music video. Actually, my wife Jessica was in it. Um, and it came out really well. And I think that's going to be coming out sometime in the summer. And He's looking to play it at some festivals too. And then he did a short last year uh, that 
we'll, we'll probably be playing at the festival, and I'm sure a lot of other festivals will probably pick up this year too. So he's got two things plus this quarantine project on the way. Yeah. So there's he's got some fun stuff coming up. Well, it's Brian. All I got to say is, it's a Brian Milano film. And everybody at the fest is like, ooh, can't wait. Yeah, he, yeah. he gets a great reaction for sure. And, of course, there's Gil shorts, which if you haven't seen any of Gil DeVarian's shorts, you need to. Uh, One Last Meal, The Stylist. Call Girl. Call Girl. The one about the hidden camera in the house. Oh, yeah. That's, uh... It's not One Last Meal. What is, uh... I've got a terrible memory. <laughs> yeah, all Jill's <laughs> stuff's great. I'm ex- I'm really excited to see the feature of the stylist. It isn't that we didn't love it, Jill. Just by the time that it shown we was on Sunday Burnout. Yeah. <laughs> After you watch well, the you know, I three mean, or four days. Well, you know, if you do the Knoxville Horror Fest every year, how many features and how many shorts are there? I mean, seriously, the the, the preparation you do for that has got to be absolutely insane. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to go through. Um, this year so far, we've got like 50-some films submitted already. So it usually doubles or triples by the time we get to August. And, uh, yeah, come towards the end of the summer, I, I should be using quarantine time to, to watch them, but I always w- like watching them closer to the festival. They're fresher on my mind, but sometimes that ends up with me watching, like, uh, you know, the 200 films in, in August and September and, uh, that's a little bit of an overload, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of preparation. We we usually have about fifteen to twenty features now, which is, that's grown a lot. It used to be less than ten, or ten was the average. But the year before last, I was really trying to get twenty features, and I think we had eighteen. And then last yeah, it year, was uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. But that year, I actually realized that I overdid it, I felt like, because there was just so many movies. And now that we have more, like, guests in town, like, I feel like people want a little more time in between movies to chat and get to know each other and meet filmmakers and stuff. So last year, I tried to give a, a few more breaks. And... I don't know how well I did with it, but I felt like there was more breathing room in the festival last year, uh, which was nice. But well, we still that year like did you overbook, Carl, in between the movies? It was like a kung fu film going to the bathroom. <laughs> You'd be like, ah, ooh, get that down. we got to go to the bathroom. Hurry, the movie's in three minutes. <laughs> 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 yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the one downside to Central is that we have two bathrooms, but they're both just single-person bathrooms. So that line. I'm talking can about the downtown West. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was like that downtown West too. Yeah, that usually does. He usually nowadays he does three days at Central, 
And one day at the downtown west, we're usually put the reissues and usually the A film of the festival. Right, William? Yep. Uh, we'll see what, I don't know what it's going to be like this year. You know, Regal's changed owners. They're now owned by a company based out of the UK. And I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen with Regal this year, especially since, you know, they're going through all this pandemic stuff. They've always been good to us. And some people there have uh, reached out and, you know, gave us some advice and kind of helped us. Stay tuned in to all the different, you know, benefits that theaters are getting right now. So, you know, we're still on good terms with them and friends with them. But, you know, just depending on the size of the festival this year, we might just do it all at Central Cinema. But I'm not really sure yet at all. It's very hard to figure out, you know, usually around this time I'm starting to look at films for the festival. But all of the festivals have been canceled or postpone like South by Southwest is one of the the first ones where I usually find a lot of stuff and you know I, they still have their schedule out so I, I've still looked into some films but it's hard when yeah. you don't have these films I getting I reactions. I uh, doing a virtual festival this year. Yeah. But yeah, it's tricky because when they do that then a lot of the films go online and then that kind of takes makes them unavailable for festivals down the line. So it's uh it's it's weird this year trying to pre-plan the festival like I usually do because it's kind of really impossible right now. Oh, I know from uh, don't watch out how from what you told me how weird uh, the indie companies can be. It's like oh we have a we have a release. Plan and we want to follow that. So, well, you know, it's it's hard to do that in in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, we haven't really talked about that, but working with releasing companies and and and, and getting the films itself is is quite a task, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely it? it's it's a lot of work. You know, keeping well, one thing with, with with the festival, you know, when when stuff plays like something plays at South by Southwest, it doesn't have distribution. But the the way the industry's changed over the last few years, you know, it used to be like if it played at South by Southwest, if it got distribution, it might not come out for a year. But now, you know, IFC will pick up stuff at Sundance or South by Southwest or Fantastic Fest. And then they'll have that stuff online within a month or two. Um, and a lot of other companies are like that, too. So that's, you know, made it more complicated in the last few years in, in, in booking the festival because stuff gets picked up and put out fast. So that's always hard to deal with when, you know, I've, like, made a deal for a movie in the summer to play at the festival. But then by the end of the summer, they have distribution and they're putting it out. So it's it's you know it's it is tough to balance that and uh, definitely you know doing the movie the theater having to work with so many companies is hard too. 
Like you did take a decent risk with Cusco since it was out on uh, Shutter for four months before the festival hit. Yeah, you know, usually I, a lot of festivals won't play something if it's streamed online or come out at all, and I don't, I'm not really like that. Like, I just want to make the best festival possible, and to me, Cuso was one of the more interesting films I saw that year, and even though it had been out for a couple months, I thought it was worth doing at the festival because, you know, it's one thing when you watch that movie at home by yourself or with a couple of friends, but when you have a packed crowd at a horror fest watching that movie and reacting to it, you know, it's it's a much bigger reaction and makes it much more of an experience than it would be just watching yeah. it at home. At home, you don't get to hear someone go, uh, during the last scene, you don't hear someone in the audience go, oh, man, oh, man, oh, no, oh, man. What? <laughs> <laughs> and hear, like, a whole, every, every per, like, every black person in the audience Shrieked in horror when they get the, got to see George Clinton's butthole. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite things in the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's not something you're ever going to forget. Yeah. But yeah. I think of all the ones you've shown, the one that I would consider the most underrated by the fans probably would be Clove Hitch Killer. More people need to see that one, and no one really knows it. Yeah, I know that one was a, that one. I mean, a lot of people at the festival really liked. I mean, that won a lot of awards. Yeah. That year, and like that, that movie wasn't on my radar or on like anybody's radar. I just, you know, I got screeners from IFC, and I really liked that movie a lot. And uh, I wish I'd put it in a different time slot because I know I played it a little earlier in the day on that Friday uh, of the festival, and I wish I'd done it in the evening because it, it's just a really great movie, and everybody who saw it likes it a lot. And well, Dylan McDermott won Best Actor, and he was really yeah. really excited to get a trophy from us, and that was cool because he kept asking when his trophy was going to get there. I thought that was funny. <laughs> oh, God. You haven't seen that yet, still have you, Carl? No, I haven't. I haven't. Um, I need to see that. No question. Yeah, it's he. It, it's one of the best realistic serial killer films I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a really, really great movie. Really great performance. Uh, of the short films, Goat Horror. More people need to see that one because that one. That one is Goldhorn and Mandy will make a hell of a double feature, especially if you are on substances. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, wonderful substances. Why didn't you put I that one together? Try to get Goldhorn to show for Mandy. That would have been beautiful, <laughs> William. <laughs> that would have been a good, a good match. That is true. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. There's just so many of the short films. I could we could do a, just a whole show on just how many of the great short films that people need to really track down. Period. And there's a lot of like uh, 
the Scary Movies documentary. That was unique. I'm glad you played that. Oh, yeah, that one was really cool. And, of course, you played uh, Zombie and Maniac, which I love watching Maniac with the younglings because they were like, blah, 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 blah. And then the first killing hit and everybody shut up for the rest of the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, that is an intense yep. movie, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm glad you had uh, the Ranger after that, because people needed to come down after Maniac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the idea with that, like, have something to let the tension out a little bit. But, uh, yeah, that was really cool getting to see uh, Maniac and Zombie back-to-back in those new restorations. They both looked and sounded amazing. Maybe they'll have uh, Gates of Hell out by October, and you could show that. You know, not that the is best, something just in I've the thought theater. about. Yeah, I was thinking about doing some Fulci uh, again sometime. That's probably the one that I would go to if uh, we did do that. I'm still jealous I didn't get to ma- Mad that I didn't get to make it to the live sound, the live uh, score showing of uh, the Beyond. God, that yeah, that's one of the coolest screenings that we've ever done. Yeah, that was amazing. If he, I know he's looking to tour again in the next couple of years, and if he does, uh, definitely go see Fabio Frizzi. Live because it's, How did he it's one of the enjoy playing shows such a small I've venue as yours? You know he liked it. Like he, we were we were very worried about it because we are a lot smaller than the stuff that he's used to playing. We barely have a stage. We actually have a tiny little stage where someone donated. It's kind of like you fold it up and roll it out, and we don't use it very often. But we have like, you know, we've had burlesque shows at the theater, and we've had karaoke, so we use it for that. But actually just got it out of the way for them because Tim and he has six other musicians and they had a lot of equipment and they, you know, barely fit it all in, but it was a great show, you know, it was sold out and people were just really into it and had a lot of fun and, you know, he told us that he loved the theater and he definitely wanted to come back and um, it was a really, that's probably my favorite thing that we've ever done there. Uh, if oh, we did have anybody... to shut down... No insult to the theater, but if anybody out there has any aisle lights that they can donate, <laughs> donate it to Central. Yeah, we were going to do aisle lights, uh, but it was going to be pretty complicated and more expensive than we had because we were getting, when we opened, we were getting down to the end of the money we had raised. And uh, so we just went with. You know, we've got some lights on the sidewall that are low that we, they're just, you know, it's probably a little darker in there than it is in other theaters, which I like, but I know that it can be a pain when you're getting up and trying to get out. Well, Um, that's when you like the bright films. They're like, yes, this movie is bright. (laughs) (laughs) You just got to time it when there's a sunlight scene. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's one of the best audience too. Everybody just seems to there to actually watch a movie and have fun, and that's the atmosphere that you created. Yeah, that's that's always been really rewarding. That um, 
you know, that that's the kind of crowd we have. Like, that's how I like to watch movies with, you know, audiences that know how to have fun but be respectful at the same time. And you guys need to create a video on YouTube or do something with all of the old uh, please be quiet warnings that you guys do. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've thought about putting those online before. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Logan They're did hilarious. Mo- edit most, most of those. Yeah. Hopefully we'll, we, we have some new ones. I don't think that we got to play before we close, so there's some more of those coming, too. Yeah. So what have you guys, you guys have any recommendations of stuff you've watched during quarantine, or? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what have you seen that you loved, Carl? Well, Carl. Well, one of the things we talked Daniel about uh, is uh, Daniel isn't real. So I get a chance to See, and I thought that was absolutely friggin' fantastic. Um, you know, that that's one for sure. Uh, let's see, what else? I mean, I, I've, I've seen a lot of stuff. I've re-seen a lot of stuff. Um, let's see, what else? I mean, we've, we've been doing the commentary watches and things like that. And a lot of that. I've also been working a lot on some personal stuff that I've had to deal with. So I haven't watched as many movies as maybe most people, but I love Daniel Isn't Real. <clears throat> and I did watch some Joe Bob last night, and he's always fun. Oh, oh yeah, I watched watch... that the other night, too. Did you watch Joe Bob? No, no, you had to watch Kill Bob. Uh, no, I didn't uh, yeah. see Kill Bob. I, 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 I did um, Tourist Trap. I started right at the beginning. Oh, okay. And I hadn't seen that in a long time. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I oh, watched I Shopping Mall, but I didn't... Freak sometime, uh, William, just to see the audience reaction. Yeah, I tried to watch Bloodsucking Freaks with Joe Bob the other night, and I was like, uh, I don't know if I can do it. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what, William? You could pass that one by, okay? <laughs> you will have I've a seen fan. It before. It's... I haven't seen it. I probably watched that when I was in high school around then when I was trying to watch all the fucked up horror movies that everybody said you had to see. And I think, I, you know, seeing that one once is plenty. Or Zero might be plenty, too. Yeah, yeah, Zero is definitely plenty. I'm just letting you know that, okay? <laughs> I just think it's plenty that he actually showed it. I mean, of all the films, that's the one he tried to get on the movie channel that they wouldn't let him show no matter what. <laughs> and you know what? They may be right on that one. I may be okay with that. How can you not like a movie where it's like, I'll pay you off after the show tonight? Yeah, then we'll all go to Sardi's for drinks afterwards. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Yeah, it's a special movie, that's for sure. Yeah. Let's see. Something I watched that's good. I watched uh, the black and chrome version of Mad Max 3 Road again, which I think is better than the color version. Mm-hmm. I've heard that, but I just really love the colors in that movie. and I, and I, I mean, I, I'd like to watch the black and chrome version, but... 
I can't imagine. I just I love the the color palette of that movie. It's like a, it's literally that. It's not black and white. It's black and silver, like in chrome. Mhm. Yeah, I need and to check well, that out. And well, we've done like the watches that we've done this month are. Uh, let's see, Red Sun. We did that at the first. Then we did Performance. And then Shampoo, and uh, then the Man Who Fell to Earth. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you had that last year. I'm surprised that someone would book that one <laughs> performance. The man who fell to earth? No, no, performance. no performance. Oh, right, sorry. Now the man who fell to earth you do need to program that if you haven't. Yeah, I haven't. I, I haven't actually seen that movie. I've been. I was flipping through a, a streaming service earlier and saw it on there and added it to my list to watch. It's good if you like seventy sci-fi. It's good. Period. Yeah, good. Period. Yeah, I need to see that. Well, I haven't seen much of the new stuff because I've never had that much. What I never asked William. What do you think of the major studios uh, charging people twenty dollars to rent a movie for two nights? Twenty dollars. Is it is that just renting, or is, or do you are you buying them? No, it's renting. It's renting. Okay. It's high. I mean, there's. I want to see the hunt really bad. But it is hard to pay twenty dollars when it's just streaming. I I have no. If that was playing in a theater and I and I had to pay twenty dollars, I wouldn't mind. Like I go see stuff in IMAX and pay twenty dollars. But it's you know when I'm just watching it at home, like that's definitely high if you're not purchasing it. Yeah, I haven't run all any the virtual of the, screenings around ten to fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, standard uh, ticketing prices. I I haven't watched any of those. Luckily, I saw The Invisible Man in theaters, which is great. It's definitely the best horror movie I've seen this year. But um, yeah, you know they put a lot of new movies out already, and there's some that I'd like to see, but it's just hard pulling the trigger when it's twenty bucks and you don't even get to own it. Yeah, that does suck. Yeah, it's like when uh, Star Wars did early. It's like $20 to buy. I'm like, I didn't buy it, but I'm like, well, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that, that you know, you get to own it, and that's totally fair, but definitely a lot to ask for a, a $20 rental. Not even like a, you know, a digital rental, which... Never know how streaming is going to be for stuff like that, so that's tough. Oh, and you know what you really should get for one of the drive-in showings? And it, it's a movie from okay. last year, and that's Crawl. Oh, oh my yeah, God, yeah. That is such yeah. a great yeah, fucking movie. That movie is great. I actually went to see that at the that theater, and, and we had people clapping 
and cheering and standing up and applauding that film. And I'm not joking. I'm amazed someone hasn't tried to get the Midtown Drive-In to open to open up for a screening during uh, this. Yeah, you know they they stayed open. Actually, you know I don't think they did. I know a lot of other drive-ins around the country have been doing well because of this, but uh, I don't know if they were one or not. No, they've been closed for I don't know how many years. Oh, well, which one? Oh, so it's not Mid. What's the one in Maribel? Oh, that I don't Midtown, know. Or that's a different. The Midtown's the one between Kingston and uh, I forget where the one right outside of Kingston Pike. Okay, yeah. The the one that I think it's the Park Parkway driving that's in Maryville. I know that yeah, they're that's still in business. Yeah, they're doing good, and they're showing semi-old films and kid films. That's cool. Yeah, I hope that we'll be able to work out the drive-in thing. Yeah, that will be fun. You know, I'm an old drive-in. I worked at a drive-in in the 70s, and and, and it was just amazing. Seriously. I bet that was a... And if you do it, you need to put a sign outside of the theater say, Warning, you may get your car jumped on by cats. <laughs> there are a lot of cats outside there. Yeah. Maybe we'll show um, Pet Cemetery or something, and that can be like an added, added thing to it. You know, it's like a church dr- jumps out of the screen on your car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just don't show cats the musical, for God's sake. <laughs> you know, we were talking about showing that. We no, had, actually, we had some, somebody was wanting to rent the theater and do some kind of special screening, and they wanted to show cats, so we were going to do like a midnight movie version or something. I know the Belcourt did that, and uh, they said that those screenings were really awesome because, uh, you know, it was just kind of there. People were just kind of there to, you know, laugh at the movie and have a good time, and uh, that seems like maybe that's the way to watch that movie. <laughs> if you feel like setting through it anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it just seems to me like VOD is just too crowded nowadays. I mean, there's like 20 or so indie films that have came out on Amazon On Demand the past two or three weeks. Yeah. With it's all definitely those harder and harder to filter through. Yeah, I don't know. Stuff gets buried. Yeah. Good stuff, too. Like uh, Sadistic Intentions. That one just dropped, and I haven't seen many reviews of it online. Or many people talk about it, and I loved the dang thing when you showed it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that sucks about, you know, the way everything is now. Like, so many 
all of these movies that we play at the festival are like some of my favorite movies I see in the year, and then, you know, if they show up on Netflix or somewhere else, they usually don't get any kind of fanfare or advertisement, and, you know, you're lucky if you can even find it on there, so it, it means that not people aren't seeing it, which it's good for the filmmakers to, if it gets bought by Netflix or something like that, but, you know, it can suck because you can't actually find the movies or or they change the marketing on it and you can't even tell like it's what the movie is, you know. Hello, we got a caller. Caller, go ahead. Hey Steve, it's Fred. Fred Gory. Hey Hello? Fred, what's up? <laughs> hey, what's going on? I was listening in and you guys are talking about like recommendations for uh, like a midnight show or something. And I don't know, for some reason, what popped into my head was uh, Crimes of Passion, the Anthony Perkins film. Ah, the Ken Russell film, otherwise yes. known. Yeah, well, I mean, I know for Anthony Perkins, I was thinking, like, that would be a cool uh, double feature with, like, Edge of Sanity. So, you know, he was looking for recommendations, and that, for some reason, just popped into my head. Because he doesn't want anything too grotesque, so I'm like, oh, that's a nifty little film. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. You seem too grotesque. sodomizing a cop with a nightstick, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that that's low core. For, you know that that's not too intense for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Some of this the shit is the guy I watch. Do the Saturday show with Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Carl. Uh, we're we're hooked up on on Facebook, but this is the first time we've talked. Uh, yeah. uh, so, Fred, very very nice to meet you, man. Good to meet you finally. <laughs> I've heard you a few times, but I never called in. It's my first time. Okay. So. Yeah. Ooh, first yeah, time. I mean, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. You would love Central, Fred. It would be the theater that you would live at if you were probably close to yeah. The- yeah, we used to have one around here called the Lost Picture Show, and then it got closed down, so and got replaced with a, a hardware s- store. <laughs> Sadly, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, no, it was a really nifty place. I saw Rocky Horror there a bunch of times. Saw um, Welcome to the Dollhouse there. Uh, a bunch of John Waters films. Like they just showed whatever, and then they got bought out and they built a Home Depot there. So, yeah. Yep. That sucks. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was also reading online a lot of the major places are closing up. I know the one near me, um, they're closing up, the AMC. I don't think they're going to reopen, so there's, like, nothing oh, wow. anymore, no theaters. So you got to definitely stay open. Where are you, <laughs> where are you based or where are you from? New Jersey. I'm in New Jersey. Okay. Where are New Jersey, just out of curiosity? Maplewood. The Maplewood area, right near Newark and Irvington. Okay, so I, I was in uh, Plainfield for quite a while. Not exactly oh, okay. my that best was... choice of life, but in life, but nonetheless, I was there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's way up the highway for me. Not too close, not too far, you know. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I got another film uh, suggestion if you want to hear it. Alice, sweet Alice. I always love that one. Oh uh, yeah, that's a great movie. We've actually got oh, a, man, a, 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 a movie for you. 
you're going to be jealous on uh, what Fred and me have scheduled for our next show together. Oh. <laughs> Seriously. I'm afraid. No, don't be afraid. It's Frank Logia's uh, Fear No Evil. Oh, God, I love that movie. I yeah, freaking yeah, love that film. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely... Yeah, I don't know if you Saturday. know, Fred, but, but uh, my background is I... Uh, in the seventies, I I got hooked up with a uh, 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 drive-in, and I worked there. And then also during that time, uh, Bradford PA was was uh, uh, one of the uh, test markets for HBO, and so I got inundated with movies in the seventies. So you know, like uh, you were talking about Alice, Sweet Alice, I actually saw that um, under the name Communion at the drive-in on a big screen. Oh, nice. Nice. And it also had the um, title Holy Terror, which I don't know if they ever released it on that one, but yeah. Communion. That's on the um, Blu-ray now. If you get the new Blu-ray, it doesn't open without Sweet Alice. It opens with Communion. So they put that back in. Good. Well, Communion was Soul's uh, intended title for it. Yeah. <laughs> we've got a yeah, well, We've got a poster for that movie at the theater, but it has the Holy Terror title on it. That was the third release, the Brooke Shields-focused one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she's in it for like two seconds, and then she killed, thank God, because she was annoying. Okay, just want everyone to know that we've got some uh, uh, audio. At least it's coming through my, my audio, not well. It's like you're all in a, uh, you're all in a uh, tunnel. Just want everyone to know that. Yeah. How about now? Am I better? <laughs> no, it's better now. That's better. Okay. Yeah. yeah the power is that one of the right posters for sale there or not? Um, it it was for sale. Yeah, I I don't remember if I don't know if it's sold or not. We've got a big selection of vintage like exploitation horror and kung fu posters we uh, we bought from somebody and um. Idea. Do you have any of those posters listed on the store? We haven't listed them on the store. We were going to do that, but uh, we yeah, just haven't done it to. yet. Cause there's yeah. Just, there's just some there that if I had the money, I would buy. Yeah, I need to. I need to get that done. We haven't. We were. We were intending on doing that, but um, I don't know why we didn't. No, don't worry. <laughs> Ever since this outbreak, everybody's been kind of. Meh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, not me. My my bosses are still making me go to work every day. <laughs> so I have to get on a bus full of a bunch of people coughing and hacking, and I was sick a week oh, ago. Oh, that's I thought cool. I had it. Oh, yeah, they don't care. They're just like, yeah, come on in or you ain't paying you. So we're disposable. I mean essential. Sorry, that's the word, essential. <laughs> I still have to go to – I have another job too, and I still have to go in for that, but I don't have to do public transportation at least. Oh yeah, no, I gotta ride a, a bus out of Newark, which is like a hot zone for the plague right now. So I'm like, woo! Here because I think they've closed down K Trans, haven't they, William? Oh really? What, what was that? I think they've closed down K Trans. I think the they bus. have. Yeah. Or at least like limited some of it. I'm not sure. 
Not us. I mean, they they tell people they have to um, wear a mask, but most of them, the second they get on, they take the mask off. And now since it's been free, like homeless people are like riding it back and forth every day. Yeah, uh, that's it's, it's a real too. Is that the homeless people are getting on the bus and just riding it all day? Yeah, because they have nothing else or nowhere else to go. So, you know, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly how I thought it would go. <laughs> I watch a lot of doom and gloom films, so a lot of apocalyptic films. I'm like, hey, it's working out exactly how it should. Well, Carl tells me he walked into New York City, and it was a walking doom and gloom film. <laughs> right, Carl? Yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> Well, I mean, I could see New York from my apartment window, so but I can't get over there because they don't let they don't they're not letting anyone in and out right now. So no, no, no not going to happen. Uh, not even if you're a pass, you can't use the pass right now if you live in Boca. I do appreciate that you guys pretty much shut down before you had to. Yeah, yeah, but it's still spread. I mean, people just aren't paying attention. They don't care. Yeah. You know, everyone thinks it's a But really, I mean, it was even before this became a big thing, William and Central, Yen's shut down, right, William? Is he gone? Well, William left, maybe he'll call back. Who knows? But, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, the the, audio is not good, guys. Just letting you know. Yeah, I, I, it's breaking up a little for me, too. Maybe it's because I called in. It's like maybe I'm overpowering no, it. No, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Okay. I don't think that's it. Too bad the theater's not open now. You could show that 1982 film, uh, Virus, the one with Chuck Connor, Connors, Ford, and... Uh, Chiba, Sonny Chiba. Have you ever seen that uh, he one? He said goodbye. He's having signal problems. Well, thank you for him for being on. But yeah, that's a good one, Virus. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. You should show. I definitely have to check out his theater though. Is he online? Like, can I like look it up and? Yeah, look up on this page, and it's right before that. CentralCinema.com. Well, since the audio is right. going weird, we're calling it night, but. We've got to do the announcements first. We already did one, which is uh, me and Fred are going to be doing Fear No Evil. And I, I'm i having to buy the film on Amazon.com uh, uh, video, oh. Amazon video, Carl. So unless we can find it, I don't think there's any way you can show up. Yeah, and, and I do have a, a, a DVD of that, but it's storage, and I don't have a player here anyway where I am. So, yeah, that's yeah. not going to work. Because I know how much you love that film. Anything with religious oh. overtones in it, uh, Fred, <laughs> Carl considers one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> oh. Well, considering <laughs> I, I also am a church organist, give me a break. Oh, you're a true wow. That's funny. It really is yeah. that good. 
and we'll get into it when we watch it. But it's sad that they cut out a little, they cut out a little major plot line in the movie, right, Carl? We've talked about that. We've definitely talked about that. It's a shame. Yeah. And this Tuesday, we're going to be having Carl's Cavern, and we're going to be talking about one of the greatest directors, producers of the 70s and 80s, in our opinion. Right, Carl? Yes, absolutely. From, well, you do the promotional spiel, son. This is your party. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to be doing a retrospective on the works of Walter Hill, who's not only a director, but a writer and producer. uh, We'll be having uh, Vicki Love, uh, the mistress of sci-fi, with us, and she will be doing, uh, um, she'll be talking specifically about the alien up with, with with Walter Hill, and then of course you know we'll be talking about his early stuff, the Warriors. Uh, uh, um, one of my favorites is Streets of Fire. Just so many great films he was involved in, and some Crookers too. Which I happen to like, and Stephen doesn't. So that that'll be fun. We'll talk yeah. about that. And uh, yeah, we're we're gonna have a good time. It's yeah. gonna be a good time. And we got something else planned with. Uh... Tony Strauss coming back again, but we're not going to announce that until we get that set in stone. Right now it's set yeah. in clay. Pretty good yeah, clay, that, but yeah. We've got, we've got some issues with that, but we're going to be doing that sooner or later, no question. And Carl had told me today, I checked it on the Criterion Channel, there's a title that, well, we mentioned it earlier, Carl's dancing like a giddy little kid about it. We're going to be doing Phase 4 next month. Phase 4. Oh, God. I am so up for that. It's not even fucking funny. And it's going to be... Yeah, Fred, that's the one with the killer ants that they showed on USA. Yeah, it's going to be the the, the, uh, actual uh, complete setup for that. So that's going to be really good. Good. And there's also another one that uh, Carl's going to be going to do. And do you want to keep that sort of a secret for now, Carl? Uh, Well, you know what? Uh, It's sort of a sequel to to a Ken Loach film. We'll just give him that little setup, sort of. Yeah. And let's see if people can figure it out. And we're still doing Latino Month next month with, uh, uh, oh, God, yeah, Friday. Friday, we're doing the annual tribute to Officer Neil Howey of the West Highland Police Force. And this year, with going with the theme of the movie based on that incident, The Wicker Man, we're going to be doing... Odd beat religious films. And trust me, we got some weird ones coming. <laughs> we already got some weird <laughs> ones in mind that we're going to be talking about, right? Well, well, we're, we'll, we'll say one for sure we're going to talk about. And that's yeah. going to be Greaser's Palace. Yeah. And we're going to talk about it. And then 
the week after, we're going to be watching it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's been postponed a couple times. I wanted to do it at Easter, but we couldn't do it at Easter. But never mind. We'll, we're yeah. going to have a lot of fun with that show. Absolutely. And outside that, we're going to be doing, this is, you're going to think I'm crazy with this one, Fred. We're going to be doing Walk Proud with Robbie Benson. <laughs> no, no. You're going to be forever. doing Walk Proud with Robbie Benson. I'm Me and Gene and you. You're going to be there, man. You're going to be there. <laughs> God, no. One of the worst fucking Hispanic and because of the first week, it's only going to be three films on thir- on the Thursday show next month. So to finish out the month, it's going to be me and Brian Harris, and we're going to be watching Boulevard Nights. This one is an underseen class Latino gang movie classic. Hmm. I haven't seen yep. that one. And thank you, and please go look up virtual theater screenings on Google and see if your local indie theater has some of them set up and throw some money their way and watch a good movie. Because if we don't support them, we won't have them, and without them, we ain't going to have as much fun as we usually do. Mm-hmm. Right on. Absolutely. And if you're in Knoxville, go to WW, go look up Central Cinema, go to the website, uh, buy the badass uh, Nicolas Cage T-shirt. They're going to have the posters up <laughs> soon. They got the virtual screenings. They got their PayPal just go there and support them if you're from Knoxville and you love these guys, because we all do. Thank you again, William Mahaffe and the crew, for uh, putting on a good show for us. And Absolutely. With that, Thanks for bringing good me night. On. <laughs> Farewell. Good night.